Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, that managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Go check us out. Lots of exclusive news. Had two big stories drop today. We're going to talk about them ahead of SmackDown. Actually, we'll wait until after SmackDown tonight. We are a SmackDown show at heart here, and people get a little pissy in their pants if we don't review the show right away. Hmm. Speaking of right away, we're here with Alex Pawlowski. Dressed like he is about to get shot in the woods by somebody wearing orange. He's only missing antlers. That's it. True. I need to get some antlers. You're right. Antlers for next week. You look like Glenn Robinson and Vin Baker's number one fan. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I I think so. Uh, Let's go ahead. We're going to talk about SmackDown Live. We're going to talk about news at the end of this. A reminder, uh, donate a super chat any amount, and we will answer your question on this show Ads do not count with the exception of former sponsors. You can't donate $2 and get an ad read on our show. It doesn't work like that, homeboys. But if you want to ask all the questions that you want, uh, the Q&A field is up at FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service. You can ask as many questions as you want uh, about anything, whatever it may be. I answer them all. Go subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. There's probably something there that you enjoy. So, we went off on the wild card last night, Alex. Yep. Pretty successful segment for Fightful.com. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Got a bit of attention. We got a lot more engagement this morning. And the thing is, we we are a rather optimistic podcast. And that, that that's saying something because you hate everything, Alex. <laughs> I do. I hate <laughs> everything. 100% of the things on, on WWE program, I just despise so I want to thank everybody for for your kind words. Uh, we too, we do take uh, being objective very seriously, and we have a lot of fun doing this show. But the wild card kicked off this show as well. AJ Styles, and he comes out and says, "I've missed SmackDown Live," and I'm like, "You've been gone three weeks." <laughs> I know it was so bad. That was just the thing. Like, come on, you could have it. Like, you know, like I've, you could say. I've only been gone three weeks, but man, I missed you guys. Like that, he, that would have been fine. But it's like, just say it the way he said it. 
just belies actual reality. Come He's on. about to go about the same length of time without seeing his family on the <laughs> European tour. That's true. As he did without seeing SmackDown. I don't like his chances. Yeah. I don't like his chances here. Sami Zayn comes out and tries to explain the wild card. He doesn't do it very well. No. Because I still don't know what this is, Alex. No, no, is no, it, no. Yes. Is it four people every week? Is it four defined people? Here's the thing, Alex. If it were four defined people, uh-huh. like Raw gets to nominate right. four wild cards. Right. And then those people can show up. I'm cool with that. Yeah. The wild card spot. But hey, you know what? I would like it a lot more if it was two or right. three. Because you know what this is going to do? And everybody goes, end the brand split. End the brand split. No, let's not end the no, brand split. No, the, the brand split would work really well if they actually adhered to it and ran it like 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 our colleague Jeremy Lambert had a really great little mini thread about how this would work. If you had actual GMs that would create, that would have trades, you could have a draft once a year where they would bring up people from NXT and from other brands. You could trade things. You could have like free agent signings and stuff like that but it would actually be adhered to. And then you could actually build people within your your brand. And when they switch brands, it would be a monumental thing. Right now, it's just like anybody can show up anywhere. And also, I guess tag teams count as one person. Here's the thing. A general manager does not have to make matches on the show. They can literally just acquire talent. Yep. And I fully believe that you could get over somebody, yeah. like whether it be Paige or somebody else, where it's Paige that is like going, if she weren't a manager, I'm just using her as a hypothetical right, name. Right, 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 right. Like she's the one that acquires some of the NXT call-ups. And mm-hmm. she's the one that makes some of these trades and some of these signings. And if maybe you have somebody that makes some bad ones. Yeah. And and it's like, man, I can't believe you lost that person to Raw mm-hmm. type of thing. There, there are ways to get around that. But given the fact that Finn Balor shows up later and he's in Ireland and he goes, ah, Finn two belts, I like the sound of that, then no, it is not a defined four people for any length of time. It is just whatever four people they feel convenient. And for all the people saying, just end the brand split already, that's lazy. That's even lazier than what WWE is doing. And when somebody tells me that or says that, I get the feeling that they excuse lazy programming because there's no reason to do that you have so much talent and if you end the brand split let me tell you guys there's a lot of people watching this who did not watch smackdown before it became brand exclusive i did i had to cover it it was my job Mm -hmm. and you know what i got i got a lot of retreads i got a lot of rematches i got a lot of the same shit and a bunch of 50 50 because they quite frankly smackdown didn't exist smackdown was one step above main event what it is it was never acknowledged on raw and i don't want that i if i you know what if i gotta stay home and cover smackdown on fridays Mm -hmm. i'd like for it to mean something yeah well my yeah this is the thing when when smackdown is finally on fridays it's gonna be on fox and I feel like that's when things are finally going to mean something because I feel like they're not going to be as lenient with stuff as, yeah. as USA is. Now, now see, we, we've heard that maybe that's changed. This is a suggestion from uh, Dave Meltzer, and I have not listened to his show, so I can't speak to him. But 
reportedly he had mentioned that Fox and USA think, or they were like, oh, we want more stars on each show. Well, the easy way to do that is to build stars, and you have a whole summer to do it. Now, here's the thing. What I don't want, Alex, is for me and you every week to go, you know what? Well, they'll get serious in October because we were saying that. Oh, yeah. We were saying that. No, around when when the NXT call ups happened. Oh, they'll get serious soon. Oh, then the next batch came up. They'll get serious after WrestleMania. Well, after the Superstar Shakeup, man. Yep, pain no. in the ass. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways that you could build more talents. And one of the things that I suggested was having a a rolling off season, where guys when their when their current story arc ends, they can go off for six weeks, two months, just rest. Get healed up their body, heal up their mind. Somebody else kind of steps in for that slot, and you could rotate guys in and out. When you when you got a guy comes back, it's a it's an it's an impactful event, and then you could you can keep guys fresh and build people that way, as opposed to this thing where somebody wants a whole off season where like WWE goes away for three months, like the NFL. I don't think that works. You can you can figure out ways of keeping people fresh. Do they come out and they're like, AJ, what are you doing here? And I'm. I completely agreed with uh, AJ. He goes, you were on Raw last night, guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I got it. Well, Kofi challenges both guys to a match. I Kofi is a well-built champion. Yes. He just wants to fight and wants to defend his title and wants to prove to everybody, all of his naysayers, that he is a champion. This has been very, very good. Yeah, I... I, I... I do, I do like that. That he's he's a he's a he's not scared. He's not shying away from stuff. He's not being booked as a stupid baby face, which is what they do an awful lot. I also really liked Sami Zayn's tactic here. Like Kofi, I love you, but these people don't care about you. Like <laughs> I, I, I think that's good. I like that he was kind of this 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 voice, you know, in his mind, this voice of reason in the middle. Um, and 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 okay. Is it is it a good thing that we got a triple threat match between Kofi Kingston, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles for the for WWE title? Yes. Is is the wild card rule a good thing? I'm gonna say no. Still no. Even though it got us this, I don't think the ends justify the means. Not yet, anyway. I am with you. I, I think uh, Jeremy actually said in our group chat. This just gives WWE the opportunity to burn through, or no, I think it was um, Blake Ostriker who said it just gives them an opportunity to burn through more dream matches on meaningless TVs. Yeah, sure, yeah. Kevin Owens is shown earlier today. He went home because it's his birthday. We also got a really long Roman Reigns video because he is not there. Right. Neither is Charlotte. Neither right. is Becky. Neither is Finn. The Roman Reigns video impeccably produced great wonderfully stuff. put together we talk about all the time the video packages that wwe does are second to none and yet not to be that guy but don't we all kind of know roman reigns story by now he like, doesn't everyone, need it like he doesn't need this and, we, the we... Fact, and the fact that you're 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 deciding roman's not here but even though he's not here you have to watch this three and a half minute video about his life story makes me feel like you guys haven't haven't figured out that you could do different things with him especially since his life story has radically changed in recent months 
there's different things you could do with him and not just run back the same old everyone loves Roman because he's Roman and we say so thing that you're trying uh, to we we got to get somebody to photoshop Roman Reigns's face under Ray Romano's <laughs> head for everybody loves Roman everybody loves Roman uh Daryl McCleary thank you for the super chat he asked should the money in the bank winner cash in on the other show who cares at this the way things are as it stands what I ask Daryl and I'm not negating your question who gives a shit and and this isn't me poking at you for your question it's me poking at what WWE has done and how confusing this is right what does it matter right it doesn't matter there are no rules the wild card rule just states that there are no rules like the idea that like Oh, only if you're invited can you come from one brand to the other. Who invites you? Is is it is it like a, is it is it a Lacey Evans that, that's kind of invitation thing. where it's like perfume with peach cobbler? Vince McMahon is not crazy. He's not lost it or anything like that. But he cannot keep his mind made up, and he changes shit all the time. And that is becoming like it's they're out now because it's a storyline. Yeah. And Lance Storm posted an interesting thing. What was Vince's announcement going to be last night? Yeah. Because apparently within storyline, he yeah. came up with the wild card on the fly. Yep. That's right. What the hell? Thank you to Javier Ramos for the uh, super chat. Also, uh, thank you to Kristen McNutt who said that she loves our podcast, doesn't agree with the wild card. I'm with you. Uh, thank you very much for that. <sighs> A James V who paid in Canadian and apparently paid the Minimum amount that he could possibly donate <laughs> says you'll answer anything. How great is Jimmy Van? I don't know. We'll find out Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern as Jimmy Van has teased the idea that he has another surprise. Mm. And I've often said, Alex, these surprises range from me getting flown to Toronto for really awesome <laughs> trips. Yeah, I-, I love the city to the point to where I'm almost a Raptors fan. And Maple Leafs to cardboard cutouts of Virgil. Yes. Yes. Oh, I think one of the surprises was him getting a robot litter box for himself. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which let me tell you, those folks, I'm putting over litter robot. They sent me one. That shit's legit, man. Yeah, yeah. My God. Yeah. Amazing. DeAndre Henson, thank you for the super chat, asks. WWE should run Roman-type promos for other stars, too. you damn right they should, Alex. Yeah, that's the whole thing, is that we don't need to, to be shown Roman's story because we kind of know Roman's story. But there's a lot of other people whose story we don't know that it might be interesting to see and actually be able to build those new stars that we've been asking for for, I don't know, ever. I, I just want you guys to know that Jimmy Van, if I don't answer his Super Chat will send me a text message to tell me <laughs> you've got super chats. I know. I, I have it up here. I'm just not going to do it in the middle of a segment. Thank you to Courtney Summers, uh, good friend of the show, for donating a super chat as well. So my question watching this show and Raw last night, where's Eric Young? Where's Liv Morgan? Where's Nikki Cross? Where's Buddy Murphy? Nikki Cross apparently lost, on main event. lost a match on main event. So she's on Raw. Even though it's never been stated anywhere that she's on Raw, she's on Raw because only Raw people are on main event. But I don't know. Maybe the wild card rule applies to main event, too. <laughs> oh, man. At this point, I would rather main event be its own brand. Me, too, man. That- and that Honestly, based on who's on there, you give me a main event brand with 
EC3 and Nikki Cross and sure. some of that. Here's another <laughs> thing. Here's another interesting idea. How about main event be a thing where NXT people can come up and have a have a match against somebody from the undercard of the main roster? Isn't that worlds collide? They already do that. But no, but I'm saying instead of instead of it being pre-taped, like yeah. but do it in front of a large actual audience and get sure. people to know these people. Like get them get them excited. So when they actually get brought up, hey, we've been seeing this person on Hulu every week. If I were WWE, I would legitimately, unless I needed to keep them, and hey, to be honest, I think they need to keep the revival. I would let anybody who wants to go, go, and then I would make the best of what I have. Right, right. Start anew, start fresh. That's that. I will keep hammering that home. I have people express creative dissatisfaction a lot. I don't have people express misery that they don't have a title belt. That, that's just the way it is. Matt Hardy comes out and he talks about Jeff's injury. Our truth interrupts, but he, in, in a friendly manner. Yeah. And said that he forgot what he was going to mention. And then Matt goes, well, truth, were you going to talk about Lars Sullivan, who destroyed us last week? And our truth goes, oh, yeah, I wanted to forget. Lars shows up. And Matt Hardy does his best George Mazanin. <laughs> what is this? Uh, <laughs> he looked it. like he was about to face off with the, the what is it, the putties from Power Rangers? <laughs> he Because Lars appears behind R-Truth, so Matt can see him, but R-Truth can't. So, so Matt points, points at Lars like, hey, hey. Hey, and then he just he's one of he's just one of these like like he's like like he's starting out in Street Fighter like he's getting ready his fighting stance. It was, it was which power zord is Matt's the Mastodon? That's, That's got to be his. That's good. That's good. I'm yeah, I like that. That was hilarious. Lars takes them both out. Truth gets power bombed through the table, and the camera work was miserable. You got to have matches though. I'm ready for matches. Yeah. Even if it's two on one, if Lars beats both of these guys, I'm cool with that. Sure, they, 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 I don't know what they got planned for the Money in the Bank pre-show, but but Lars versus Matt Hardy and r Truth in a handicap match, why not? Thank you to Hannah Moore for the super chat. She was actually there live tonight. Alistair Black, he's moody again, Alex. Yeah, listen, um, I, I actually enjoy the way his promos are written and and delivered. I mean, fine, but dude, you're an amazing in-ring performer and a decent talker. Why are you have you in like in the Stardust promo room when you should be in the ring spinning back kicking dudes in the face? Like I guess they got they got nothing for him to do in the ring, so might as well keep him fresh and have him, you know, talk about how he's going to take victory from people. Which is fine, but it, it just it's a little too philosophical and not as much chop sake as I want. I want some some spinning back kicks, man. I agree. Ali versus Andrade. This is a good match, but it didn't have a finish. I couldn't really give it a rating. The, uh, go I ahead. would say sixty five percent of the match took place during the commercial break. Yeah, if, which, and as we've heard from other countries, you, they don't get to see that. 
Yes. Like we get to see it without any commentary. So I was sitting because I love these guys and it's a dream match kind of for me to watch them. I was, I put down my phone and I tuned out what the commercials were. And I was watching that little box in the upper left corner. And I was like, this is a good match. And then they got, came back from commercial. And then like, it felt like 20 seconds later, whoops, surprise, Randy Orton. I would look personally, this is a hunch. It's not a report. I would look for Andrade to do some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Vince really likes him from from what I'm told and, and has since last year. He was one of those guys that I mentioned that a lot of people fought to get on TV because Vince called him up and took him off TV for months. Yeah. And then when Vince got to see them in a big match, he went, oh, goddamn, pal, this guy is great. <laughs> and uh, him learning English and doing better with that is only going to help him. Yes. The Ali promo is great. It's him. Great. It's his style. It's really, really good. Yeah, And uh, hopefully he doesn't get mojoed. And by that, I mean he has his own great, unique delivery. WWE sees it, and they say, God damn, pal, look at that. Yeah. And then they make it their own because nobody cut the selfie promo like Mojo Raleigh. He, right. It was incredible. Nobody does this one like Ali. It's his. Let him rock with it. It feels like a student film. Like it's it's really cool. It's totally different. It it sets him apart from everyone else. A, just have him do it. Don't say everybody else go out with your camcorder and make your own promo because it's not going to be as good. It's not going to work. And B, don't micromanage him. He's doing this on his own time. Let him do it. If you feel like the one he did this week isn't that great, don't show it. That's fine. But just let him let him be his own writer and his own editor because it works. It works. This thing does. It works for him. Yeah, I, I would agree, and it's it's a good way to get him over and and to keep him going. Yeah, uh, Zelina cuts a, a pretty good promo on the way to the ring. Yeah, they have a good back and forth match, and then Randy Orton interferes. This is to build up Money in the Bank, and I'm okay with that. Normally, I don't like the the sloppy or the the messy finish try to clean up my language on these shows, but mm. Randy Orton RKOing people and doing nothing else is the best use of Randy Orton. If you're not going to run something like, I always think that him doing a rookie killer gimmick would work. I think that somebody else running the legend killer gimmick yeah. in order to get his attention would work. But yeah. if you're not doing those, him showing up and being a walking meme, I'm okay with. Yeah. The rookie killer gimmick, works in theory as long as he doesn't actually kill the rookies and not like not like not them like actually murder them but murder any chance they have of actually being something after their feud with randy orton like if you figure out a way for him to not do that and have finally the rookie that beats him in the feud like gets a huge bump from from that that would be good but i i just don't want to see him like just t- anybody who comes up from NXT, he just he he Cassius Ono's people, but, but except for he doesn't lose those matches, he wins them. That's that's not a good way of getting over the new guys. I would legitimately have somebody build that up as the rookie killer, the rookie killer, or, or sorry, the new legend killer, yeah, so to speak. Even if it's concurrently with him being the rookie killer, yeah. But the rookie he can't kill is that one. Yeah. And I, I legitimately would have it culminate at WrestleMania, and I would have it culminate in a squash. I would have that person yeah. squash Randy Orton. Yeah. Even if you come back and you have more of a 50-50 match later on, they get that moment where they are definitively 
like there's a passing of the torch. Now that being said, Randy Orton's around for a while, at least till next year. So I think that could be a good spot to do it. He's expressed his willingness to listen to AEW. We'll see how that goes. Tag team champions. Shane McMahon comes out and trashes Miz for using a chair on him. He talks about the tag team division and then brings out the, with the new champions, who, the, who he wants to be, rather. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, and I thought, not so bad. Cool. I can rock with that. Yeah, Giving it, them the t- titles is a good way to get heat on them. Yes, and it, it, it creates something for Daniel Bryan to do that seems worthy of his talents, and you have, you have people who are the purists who aren't going to be just you know, trashing everything on Twitter because why isn't Daniel Bryan automatically in the WWE championship picture? I think this is, this is fine. Um, the other thing that I obviously would never happen uh, because of current climate, but what, what would have been, would have been great is for, for Daniel Bryan to be like, thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to be taking this, this title though. Rowan will, and this man and bring out Luke Harper as the, as the third member of his eco-terrorist triumvirate. And I think that you could absolutely because the Bludgeon Brothers gimmick was trash, but Rowan, like Rowan and Harper together, are really, really good. There's a reason why they, they were such a good tag team for so long. I, I just miss Luke Harper. I feel like there's a, that was always the perfect way to bring him back was as the as the the, the third member of of that little trio that that Daniel Bryan could have had. You could even have them freebird the titles. That would that could it could have been a lot of fun. Like only Daniel Bryan only decides to defend the titles when it's when it's up to him. Otherwise, the big guys can do it. There's a lot of different interesting things you could do, but in you know, the Usos come out. They yeah. are wild cards number three and four. I think. Or, or what was what was insisted upon to me on Twitter is that's the two of them together count as one because they're a tag team. Well, that's horse shit. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They say that the title should be earned, and and I like this. The thing is, you could have done this if you had any other good babyface tag teams on the show. Yep. So literally, this is, in case you guys aren't caught up, the reason I hate the wild card so much is because they screwed up the superstar shakeup. They had no foresight. None. For the superstar shakeup, they botched it, and this is their way of trying to fix it. Man, well, the tag team title match is set up. Rowan and Brian worked so well together early they really on; do. they really did. It, very yeah. impressive. Jay Uso gets worked over when Rowan hits you with something. He hits you with something, and he hit Jay with that body press. Yeah, that was good. We come back from a break to see Brian hit a basement drop kick. Hit he like uh, locks on the label lock, but he gets super kicked really hard. Rowan goes for the recycle bin, but gets super kicked to death. Uso splash can't pin him. That was a great way to put him over because people don't usually kick out of that. Uh, Brian doing the running knee outside scares me a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but the recycle bin gets the win for Rowan and Brian. A nice way to make them earn it and not have the titles awarded. Still hate the wild card. I will mention that every single time I need to. I I also hate the wild card, but I did like the idea of um, Jimmy and Jay coming out and being like, listen, we spent way too long making the SmackDown tag titles. 
like the tag titles of the world, you know, like them and the new day were amazing in that, in that feud they had, they made those SmackDown tag titles really re- something really special. And that tag division really special. Now they've completely destroyed that tag division completely. Um, but I like them come back and saying, listen, even though we're not on the show, you, there's no way you're just giving these things away. That completely it ruins all the credibility of the belt. So we're here to stick up for the old guard and we're going to have it because, because E's not around because otherwise you could have, you could easily have Woods and Big E uh, st- stick up for that, for that side of it. The, the old guard of, of the SmackDown tag division. So I, I, I thought that was fine. The, the reasoning made sense, but again, the wildcard rule is stupid and dumb and I hate it. Daniel Bryan now has another leather chain. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Championship, which he says backstage, we got to get these fixed. Yeah. Do you think they do? I mean, I don't think they're going to make completely new tag titles. No, I mean, well, it, the other thing was that wasn't there a rumor they were going to change them? Yeah. They were going to be different at some point. So if there's a trans, if there's basically a transitional tag titles that look like, you know, the, the wooden ones. And then the brand new ones are revealed after Rowan and uh, Brian have their reign. I don't know. Maybe, but I wouldn't, not. I wouldn't care if they ran around with a couple of the replica WWE ones, even just yeah. like, so he would be so obnoxious as to do sure. that. Yeah, sure. Um, heavy, but, heavy, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, the, uh, the heavy machinery thing. They approached no pop. They, this is not, this is not, listen, um, you could be forgiven if you forgot they existed. Like they haven't been on TV in weeks, in, in weeks. I, I, I don't, I don't know why they're not, if you have a tag team division that is completely barren, like you could have had them like coming out and squashing a few dudes and getting a few like yucks. Listen, the live crowd always loves when Dozer does the caterpillar. He's a big fat dude doing the worm. He's he's wrestling's equivalent of Chris Farley. Like that's always going to get a reaction out of people in the ring, hanging out backstage wearing sleeveless denim vests over nothing is a very odd look. And them just staring blankly at the tag titles while whispering I mean, to each other longingly is not a good look. Well, at least we know that Corey Graves made a little money secondhand off his NXT gear that he used to run around in. Nice. And we know where the Scott Hall WCW debut jacket went. Nice. Went to them. No reaction here. Brian just shakes his head. Yeah. Shane is supposed to be in the ring making some money in the bank announcement. What was it? Did he make it? No, no, I don't know what it was supposed to be. Yeah, he was supposed to make some announcement. Listen, when when he's out there, Shane, and and he's out there in front of like, I'm like, how much Shane O'Mac do you think we are asking for? Because it's less than this. 
He's all over Raw. He's all over SmackDown. There, I don't need to see this much Shane O'Mac in my life. I just don't. It's the truth. That is the truth. Miz comes out and attacks him. But the B team show up. Now, keep in mind, Miz was number five. Miz was number five, unless you count the Usos as one, which, again, is horseshit. Miz overpowers them. Shane returns with a chair and lays Miz out. Okay. They're going to beat each other up. They're going to run off. That's what's going to happen. I believe this was supposed to be Fire and Desire and Charlotte against Ember and Bay Mella, right? Uh, I, I guess. I mean, it was supposed to be, I think. It could, could have been, but, you know, Bailey's not on the show. There, there's a few people who've already been uh, off to Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gone. You know, so. Carmella does the Mella go round, gets speared by DeVille. Ember Moon comes in, dominates Mandy. There are a lot of strikes and a lot of ooh from commentary. Yep. Because anytime the women on SmackDown have a hard-hitting match, that's all they say. Sonya sacrifices herself to prevent Mandy from eating a suicide dive from Ember. Mandy wins with the Angel's Wings. Before we get into any of the booking, what do you think of Sonya really making her case as an unselfish partner? Listen, this is great. Because friendship should exist. Friendship should exist. Like the the idea that, especially with the women, who've been traditionally booked as women be crazy and they just can't get along. Ooh, claws out. Rear, am I right? Like, no, I like that they're actually good friends who will sacrifice things for each other. I think and that's they're good. And they're telling a story based on this. This yeah. is... This is the thing that I've complained about so much is there aren't a lot of long-term stories being told. Now, this is far from long-term. People, I know that somebody will cape for WDB and said, well, they've been tagging together for two years. Of course it's long-term. That's not what I'm talking about. This specific story arc is that Sonya is going above and beyond to open up opportunities for Mandy. Hope it continues. I like it. Uh, Also, Ember Moon could have hung uh, hung around on Raw to lose pointless tag matches. Right, that's true. Um, and she does have the, the most amazing looking finisher in the business. And it's kind of a tragedy when she's in the match and doesn't get to pull it out, even though even if somebody, you know, breaks up the pin or something. Now, um, I will say um one of the the best looking transitional move in the women's division is that bicycle knee from Manny Rose. Yeah. That thing looks like it shoot murders people. Like I, I, I love it. I think it's great. I think she should fit. I mean, like the Angels' wings is good. I think the, her most impactful move is that bicycle knee. She could use it the way Sheamus uses the broad kick and just finish girls with that thing. So, a little bit of an announcement here. Christopher Daniels is my next making a finisher that's dropping, mm-hmm. and he tell he explains to me Angels' wings. Okay, and uh, it'll be out early for Fightful Select subscribers. But I'm gonna drop it double or nothing weekend. Because he's a member of the AEW roster. He explains to me like the ins and outs of that. And when Mandy does it, people land on their knees. Yeah. Doesn't look great. Nope. Christopher Daniels tells me the secret that nobody picks up on. Even even Tommaso Ciampa is nobody does the spin with it. And he doesn't know why nobody does the spin with it. Because the spin with it uh, gives the people time to base out, spread out, take the flat bump. Also, it just looks a lot better. So I notice a lot of people taking it on their knees, especially Mickey takes it on her knees an awful yeah. lot. Because if you go up, 
you, it's not the right type of angle to come down. Your, your face might hit first, your chest might hit first, but if you spin them around when you do it, at least according to Christopher Daniels, who I think is pretty qualified yeah, yeah. talk about it, then, then you're able to land that move a little bit better. Paige comes out and says she traded up from Fire and Desire to Asuka and Kyrie Sane, and they're having a match next week. Natural. The match makes sense. I like it. Yeah, this is fine. Um, I, I hope that whatever happens in this match, Absolute Fire and Desire versus uh, Kyrie Sane and uh, and Asuka, I hope that leads something where Billy and Peyton interfere and we actually get uh, a, a Billy and Peyton versus Kyrie and Asuka match at Money in the Bank. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how what, what kind of what the car really looks like at this point, but um, but I think that 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 would be a good way to to put them on there because as soon as you can get those tie, tag titles on on Asuka and Kyrie, I think they would just it would just be good. <laughs> Yeah, Iconic's not on TV again this week. Rob Wilkins, thank you for the super chat. He says, new Fightful shirt. Women be crazy. Alex Palowski. I think people <laughs> would take that too wrong. Yeah, no, no. That's certainly, that's me quoting Vince. Yes. <laughs> yes. WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston defeated Sami Zayn and AJ Styles. He is a fighting champion. He has defended that title, I think, three times on TV in the yeah. last month. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know that it was actually mentioned earlier that this would be a triple threat. I just think that he said, I'll defend it against either of you and don't care which one it is. No, right after that segment, when they came back from the break, there was a tiny graphic and it was mentioned like super quick. And I I caught it later on a rewatch of that segment, but I was like, oh, you, you guys probably should have played that up a little bit more, but yeah. So the first thing I noticed well, the, the slingshot Vader bomb, I'm a big fan of that. I, I love that move. I got scared when Styles got folded by mm-hmm. the Kingston splash. And uh, that's what we will hereby refer to that frog splash to the back of a standing opponent. Yeah. Folded. His knee went underneath him. Yeah, his knee went underneath him. You, you can't do that. That looked like it pulled all of his groin like off of his body. But it's just, uh, just bad, bad. Yeah, I hope it, hope all is well because Styles kind of disappeared at the end of this match. Yeah, but, I mean he did great things out, outside of that. He did a super Frankenstein.er Yep. To Sami Zayn, Zayn did a great uh, superplex as well. There was a move where Kofi did an SOS on Styles while Styles DDT'd Zayn. I like that. Uh, I always worry. That Kofi's not going to clear when he does that SOS. Yeah. Like, I'm afraid his head's going to get caught or something. But right after this, Kevin Owens shows up and attacks Xavier Woods. Now, this confuses me a little bit because I see that he would want to make his friend champion. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, he's got a match with Kofi in a couple weeks. Yeah. Now, maybe he would rather it be against Sammy, his buddy. Mm-hmm. but we weren't given a lot of answers to that. I hope we get them. I'm always yeah. going to say that if they don't give them to us. I hope we get those answers. Yes. Because a lot of people will say, oh, we'll just wait around, wait around. I've given WWE far too much credit in the past Yeah, to answer stuff like that, and they never do. Sammy doesn't acknowledge Kevin the, the entire time. Nope. This was a really interesting point of view there's there was a thread on twitter where somebody psychoanalyzed 
uh, Kevin Owens uh, and his feud with the New Day, and it was really interesting about the idea that that for for Kevin Owens, real friendship does not exist. Every friendship he has is ruined by him because because you could say he backstabs somebody before he believes he will get backstabbed. Like that's just the way he he never friendship doesn't exist. But the New Day friendship is pure; it exists; it must exist. So so. Kevin Owens throwing a wrench into that, trying to make the New Day fall apart, is kind of trying to make him make it, but make it make manifest his his mantra that friendship does not exist. So I love the idea after he attacks Xavier that he's up up on the ramp, and every time Sammy almost pins Kofi, Kevin does not look like oh darn he didn't pin it. It's like. I don't know if I want Sammy to win or not. There was this look on his face. Like he was very conflicted. Like, what did I do here? Do I want Sammy to win? Do I want to beat Sammy? Do I want to beat Kofi? Like Kevin Owens is a master at playing seven things at once. So that wherever the, uh, wherever the storyline goes, it'll work because he'll be able to retrofit whatever he's doing into what it was. So Kevin Owens is a master at, at, at saying everything when he's doing nothing. So that is also giving WWE far too much credit because I wish they would mention any of that on TV. No, 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 exactly. What I'm saying is Kevin Owens, like if you watch his performance, sure. you can find little things in, in there all the time that I believe that Kevin Owens is doing, even though the script isn't telling him to do that at all. He's Every time he power bombs somebody on the apron, his reaction to it is different. Depending on who he does it, why he does it, like, like there's points where he can't believe that he is this man who would do this, and points where he relishes doing it. Like, there's really cool stuff. Like, he's the best performer at doing that kind of stuff. You're right. WWE isn't telling him to do any of that crap. That's just him being a great actor. Yeah. Zayn hits the Blue Thunder Bomb three times. Kofi kicks yeah. out of each one. That was yeah. a magnificent touch to this. It was so good, man. I mean, that's not just continuity from WDB. That's continuity from our show, Alex. Yeah, I know. Really <laughs> yeah. They were taking a look at Fightful Podcast and saying, you know what? No continuity. Piss off. Yeah. We'll do that, and then we'll tie it into your show, where you say this has <laughs> got to finish somebody at some point. Yeah. Because after two or three, I was like, damn, maybe it will. Yeah. AJ uh, is gone at this point. Yeah, he got, in, he got trouble in paradise off the apron, and he was yes. out for a long time. And then Kofi hits another one for another clean win. He is being built as a world champion, and yeah. I'm here for it. I think that one of the great things WWE is doing right now is going with the hot hand, and it's just not – I mean, it could have just been a great moment, Alex. Yep. That yeah. It could have been a great WrestleMania moment. And he loses the title. Uh, who, to me, when I look at this and I look at how Kofi performs, uh-huh. anybody who complains about Kofi Kingston as a world champion is looking for something to complain about. Yes. You can bitch about the, the pancakes if you want. Yeah. The man acts like a world champion. He'll fight anybody, and he has. Seth Rollins, check. Daniel Bryan, check. Zayn and Styles, check. Wants to fight Owens. Cool, let's do it. Don't care when, don't care where. 
I um the one thing that I think would have been really cool if they could have figured out a way to pull it off and would have been very easy to do is I thought there was a, a great opportunity for them to tell a story about Kofi alone. Mm-hmm. Big E had surgery. All you would have had to do is say that that power bomb to, to, to Woods on the apron kept him out for several weeks. Like he got a terrible, he, he, he you know, fractured his scapula or whatever. And they did a hairline fractured and he needed to heal up something, whatever. Because Kofi alone tells a different story than Kofi still got at least one of his buddies there to, to look out for him. It's a it's a different thing, and I would have loved that would have added a little bit extra because Kofi coming out and saying, you know what, I don't care if I got no backup, I'll still take everybody on. That adds a little bit extra to the fact that he's just the amazing babyface champion. That was SmackDown. Thought it was a pretty solid show. The wild card is stupid. And hey, if you wanted to say, all, all you had to say this week is, God damn, we're shorthanded. Yes. <laughs> Listen, some of these people are flying to Europe. Say it. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Yeah. It's okay. But, I mean, <sighs> let's talk about the news. I thought SmackDown was pretty solid tonight, all things considered. Yeah. I broke the news yesterday on FightfulSelect.com, our premium service. Please subscribe. It's the most direct way to support our independent coverage of pro wrestling. That the home lead Raw writer, Ryan Callahan, had been fired by WWE last week. He butted heads with Dave Kapoor, who many of our viewers will know as Runjan Singh, the manager of Great Khali, who is the road or lead writer. Now, so you know, the road writer are the writers that go with WWE and travel. The home teams, uh, they they stick around. They they stay back and all that. We're told that Ryan Callahan had an issue with a lot of late changes. And Dave Kapoor did not take kindly to that. Said that, uh, I'm trying to think of the term that I was told, but it was a very specific term, but... He took those changes a little bit too personally and was considered difficult to work with, didn't set a good example for the rest of the writing team. Now, I've been told by several people who have worked on the writing team that he was well-liked and was pretty easy to deal with. But, I mean, to show you how detached some of these people are, I've also talked to people that were with the company for a long time that had no idea who he was, and he's been there for years. I know there are people on SmackDown who are also told to – uh, submit ideas to him. So I assume, this isn't a part of the reporting, I assume he was helping out with that since Road Dog stepped down. Callahan has worked on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Monster in Law, stuff like that. But he had, like, I was told that Dave Kapoor tore him a new one to the entire writing team and fired, and he was fired last Thursday. Also, I get news... <laughs> Today, I think it was, or late last night, that Jen Pepperman, who won the Emmy for her work outside of WWE, won a daytime Emmy, I guess, showed up at a production meeting and had her Emmy and had it sitting down in front of her, and that rubbed the creative team the wrong way. Now, there there were a lot of differing opinions here, but a lot of people sided with Pepperman, saying, well, she's probably really excited. And I know that some people backstage, there were lots of wrestlers congratulating her. She is very well-liked. She's a very nice woman. Um, There were some people that saw as like an ego thing. And then there were some people that were like, well, no, she's probably just on cloud nine. She just won a 
freaking Emmy. Yeah. Why wouldn't she be happy about it? But um, yeah, I, I could kind of say that somebody said that it got heat because WWE has never won an Emmy. And to me, hey, that's on you guys. Yeah. What do you think of this news that we hear? And if you have anything else that you need clarity on, I guess I can try to try to provide that. But, but your thoughts on what we've heard about this? No, I mean the idea that the 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 home lead writer is the guy who's probably working on you know stuff maybe out a couple of weeks, saying okay, so this is what we're going to do this week, and then we're going it's going to lead to the next step and the next step and the next step, and then you're you're out on the road and things change, right? They do. They just do. But it might be nice if the guy who's writing four weeks at a time is consulted before you change everything on the fly, which means he's got to start over from square one and go back to the drawing board for next week. And then you're going to change it again. Like, I I understand if that's the case, because what it seems like is that the changes that were made on the fly on the road kind of screw up plans that, that the, the home writing staff would have had to go on from there. Um, which, yeah, I can understand how that would be a problem. As far as the Emmy thing goes, listen, I think there's a culture within WWE, even even not even among the uh, the wrestlers themselves, of being shown up by someone. Yeah. I feel like you're trying to show me up. Even even if Jen, if the Peppermint is just bringing in an Emmy, saying, "Hey guys, I want an Emmy. I'm really excited about it." Like, what do you mean? You try you try to rub that in my face that I don't have an Emmy? You think you're better than me? Like that kind, that kind of toxic environment isn't good for anybody. Now, if Jen Peppermint is bringing it in to be like, "Ha ha, I won an Emmy and you didn't," then that's, that's a problem. Yeah, but, that's how some took it. But based on the people that have known her historically, they were like, "Gosh, I don't think she would do that. I think that she was probably just legitimately excited." So there, it was definitely it was it was talked about heavily at TV yesterday. Now I don't want to speculate. But it does seem like the kind of environment where if you've been talked down to in writers' meetings for several weeks and all your ideas get shot down and you're being looked at and like crap, and then you win an ending, I could see walking in after like, oh, you think my ideas suck? Bam! How about that? That's an Emmy, bitches. I mean, there was a there was a writer happening. There was a writer who a month ago quit on the spot, walked up to Vince, shook his hand, and said, I hope you learned something today. Then walked out of the Hall of Fame with his world's biggest penis 2019 <laughs> ribbon on. The balls that you got to have to do that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Another story that we broke at FightfulWrestling.com. Make sure you guys check it out. It's a good site. Eli Drake and his firing. Many expected or suspected that it was because of his refusal to wrestle Tessa Blanchard. I learned a little bit more about that. And many people thought that that was a work. Because Impact is jumping on the intergender bandwagon. That's what they're doing. I learned that originally Moose was set to take on Tessa Blanchard. And he told Impact, no, I'd rather not. Now, this is my hunch, Alec. This is not a part of the report. Moose was passed on by WWE because of a domestic abuse history. And is trying to, trying to, quite frankly, not just behave. Show that that doesn't define him. Yeah. Smart move on his behalf True. to say, no, not doing that. Impact then allegedly advertised Eli Drake to face Tessa before even asking him. Hmm. And he said, no, I'd rather not do that. And then 
shared his thoughts on intergender wrestling along the way. A lot of people are misinformed saying that he trashed women's wrestling. I didn't see any of that. I saw him say no or explain why he didn't like intergender wrestling. Yeah. He appeared on the Wrestling Perspective podcast, which is Petey Williams' show with Dennis Farrell, and said that Impact booked him into oblivion, which did not help his case. Yeah. Impact then fired him via email. He had had heat with Scott Demore prior to that. And he had let Impact know since January that he was going to leave the company when his deal was up at the end of May this month. However, we're told that Impact, after firing him, is attempting to hold him to a one-year no-compete clause. Jesus. Which I can't imagine would hold up in any way. Wow. Your thoughts? Um, Okay, so uh, I think it's possible that you can be totally cool with women's wrestling Mm -hmm. and also not totally cool with intergender wrestling. I think those I think those are not mutually exclusive viewpoints. Personally, I love watching women wrestle and I've seen intergender wrestling where the woman is half the man's size and they make it work. So good intergender wrestling, I'm totally a fan of. I I've seen really good matches when 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 uh, men wrestle women. I've seen it. I've also seen really bad ones. So I, I I'm a fan of good wrestling. Period. Good women's wrestling, good men's wrestling, good intergender wrestling. I'm a fan of watching good wrestling. Now, I think that you can trash, quote unquote, intergender wrestling without trashing women wrestlers. Sure. I think I think that's possible. I'm not sure that's exactly what happened in this case. The 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 going on the podcast and saying you're booked in oblivion probably doesn't help anybody in any situation. But it uh, doesn't mean it wasn't true. Uh, but saying it out loud, not a great look. And the no compete thing. Are you kidding me? Impact? Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, man. Uh, I've heard some other stuff that, that I'm trying to work on sourcing, but I sat on the Eli Drake stuff for a couple of weeks, actually. I'll have more about that in the Fightful Select Report podcast. If you guys are unfamiliar with that, it's our Fightful Select show where I go through exclusive news. I go through what is in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly that Friday. Uh, I give you stats, I give you injury updates, contract updates, a lot of stuff like that. Also this week, my Q&A show, Warren Hayes is the 205 Live NXT review. Uh, Steven Jensen has the Weekender. Alex, I don't know who's going to be filling in next Tuesday, but you'll be without me again. I got some stuff to handle. All right. But it won't be Warren. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking maybe we do a wild card. <laughs> Wild Card Tuesday. Yeehaw! Woo! Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video if you haven't already. A reminder, if you subscribe to Fightful Select, you can ask me as many questions as you want about anything. Backstage news, whatever. I'll answer as honestly and as best as I can. Alex, what do you got going on this week? Gosh, man. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be a nice, uh, quiet week with the family, I think. Uh, it's good. Good for us just to, you know hang out and be together after losing a member of the family when I had to put my uh, cat to sleep yesterday. It's been, uh, it was weird. Did not have him around uh, meowing late at night for more food. 
R.I.P. Simon. R.I.P. Simon. I think we did Simon proud with our rant last night, Alex. Yeah, yes. No, he he would have loved it. He would have hated the wild card rule. Yeah. He, he was a he was a big fan of logic and wrestling storytelling. So Yeah, you need rules. Rules are fun and Simon a cat named Simon, you know yes. he likes rules. Oh, absolutely. Guys, we are back on Wednesday with The List and your boys, 6 p.m. Eastern. The Fightful MMA podcast took place today. We had major previews for Bellator 221, UFC 237. This weekend is going to be one of the most insane MMA weekends of the year. Thank you guys so much. Let the people know that you like us. Share us on social media. Leave an iTunes review. Fightful, subscribe. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money. 